Michiana People podcast is back from a longer than expected hiatus. I'm excited to be back with an interview with comedian Colton Cole. Colton is confined to a motorized wheelchair, but he doesn't let that define him. He defines himself through his comedy talent, and I know from experience that that's a big deal and a lot of work no matter what barriers you have to overcome. We had a great conversation, and I really enjoyed getting to know Colton better. He's a uh, Lakeville guy, and I grew up in Lakeville, so it was neat to talk about Lakeville comedy, Elvis, and all kinds of cool stuff. Now, Colton has put together a very cool show happening November 11th at the American Legion in Lakeville. Performing along with Colton is Chris Gathright, Sean Shank, Genesis Easton, and just added to the bill is Jacob Ray. This is going to be a big show at the Legion. Covers five bucks. They've got food, beer, and tons of comedy on the 11th, and that's going to start at 8 o'clock on November 11th at the American Legion in Lakeville. You can check the Michiana People podcast uh, Facebook page for the event, and that will give you the address and everything you need. Now, if that wasn't enough, Colton is also going to be performing at Smokestack Brew in Mishawaka on November 12th. Check out uh, Smokestack's Facebook page for details on that. That's a really cool place as well. So Colton is a very busy guy. Hey, another exciting comedy happening is at the Drop Comedy Club in South Bend, Haywood Banks, you know, the guy that does the toast song, Yeah, Toast, is at the Drop Comedy Club for a special engagement on November 10th and 11th. He's doing four shows that are going to be guaranteed to sell out. Check out the Drop Comedy Club on Facebook for the event and get your tickets now before they sell out. This is going to be a really cool engagement. Haywood Banks is a legend, and we haven't seen him in South Bend for quite a while. I think he did the um, Morris several years ago, but uh, it's been a long time since he's been around. So Haywood Banks, the Drop Comedy Club, Colton Cole on the 11th at the American Legion in Lakeville, and then Colton Cole as well at the Smokestack Brew on November 12th, and that's in Mishawaka in the 100 Center. So just uh, a lot of great comedy coming up. Man, I really had a good talk with Colton, and it was uh, it was really great to get to know him and uh, see where he's coming from. This is a great interview. Give it a listen. Thanks. Colton, thank you for inviting me to your apartment. Well, thank you for having me on the show. This is where I plot to take over the world. Yeah, excellent. And I'm really glad I came here because I get to see a little bit about you, and I see a bunch of Elvis stuff around here. <laughs> So I guess you're a little bit of an Elvis fan, huh? Yeah. Um, my dad was a, a Elvis impersonator. Oh, okay. Uh, for a little bit. And so that was all that was playing around the house. Uh-huh. And uh, there was really no escaping it. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, Elvis is a badass. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I grew up with Elvis myself because my mom was a huge fan, and his '68 comeback special was a favorite thing at our house. Yeah, you watch it today, and it's like still new. Yeah, it's it, it's still relevant because a lot of the stuff he did then is what people do now. So it's uh, 
you know that it was almost like a MTV unplugged for a little bit and yeah. and then the production numbers are kind of like the music videos so yeah I think they took a lot from that yeah uh, I was definitely did more for the world than what he probably uh, realized when he was here yeah no doubt no doubt especially especially for music and he you know he was just a wonderful guy so i want to make sure that we mention this several times uh during during the interview because people have to hear things at least three times before it starts sinking in uh you got a big show coming up on november 11th at the legion here in lakeville we'll talk a little bit more about lakeville uh, a little bit but uh so this show has got uh, Chris Gathright. Yes, he's hosting it. And I've, I've got a good story about him coming up. Uh, let me see. It's got some dude named Colton Cole mm -hmm. uh, and Sean Shank and Genesis Easton. Is that right? Yes. Uh, we also got a guest spot coming in by the name of Jacob Ray. Okay. Uh, he's a friend of uh, Sean Shank. So okay, that, cool. That's how that got set up. Sean is the only one, you know, I've been doing, you know, just open mics and stuff for a little over a year, and Sean's one of them I haven't met yet. Uh, no, uh, no he's, he's a good guy. Um, he actually gave me my first, uh, my first feature spot. Uh -huh. uh, so... That's why he's kind of headlining it, so I can, you know, pay him back, say thank you, kind of thing. Yeah, no doubt. That's that. That's cool. Now, is this the first time you've done the show at the Legion here? Uh, yeah, at the Legion. Uh, the last one back in March. Uh. uh we, we, uh, I put on a show at, uh, Pat's bar where in La Paz. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. they, where they do all the weddings and stuff. Uh -huh. and I didn't know what to expect, you know, because when you're putting on your own show and you're not on somebody else's. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot more pressure. Oh, yeah. And you get a little bit more nervous because you're thinking, you know, what if nobody shows up? Right. You know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, we had over um, 200 people at, uh -huh. at the last um party I threw and uh and, <laughs> and uh it was it was a standing room only which that made it awkward for me because I can't stand up <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that I mean 200 people your first show that's great so you you've probably got high expectations for this one too yeah. then yeah they, they actually had to like turn People away, and because um, there was just no room, that um, 
I think, I think the dude thought that that it was going to be cute, you know, uh-huh. he just going to get up and do some jokes and, you know, people are going to laugh, you know, uh-huh. but everybody showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, that's great. And you're, you're pretty much running the show on this one too, right? Um, You got the, the comics together and you're doing all the promoting and all that on this one as well. I was out in the rain and passing out flyers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My, um, yeah, uh, got flyers all over, um, sending out. Postcards in the mail, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so whatever helps. Yeah, no doubt. You, you, you have to, you have to have people. I've noticed that you're you're connected with, and then those people need to start talking about it, and then the then the tree just grows, and then everybody everybody gets word, and you, you get everybody you can, but. You know, promotion is just such a, it's a job. I mean, it's, you, you have to constantly be doing it because somebody will see your Facebook uh, post and say, hey, I want to do that. And then two days before the show, they forget that they wanted to do it. And so you got to constantly remind people that you got something big coming up. I made a Facebook, like, event page, but I haven't really pushed that part of it because nine times out of ten people you know mark down that they're gonna be there and then you know yeah and and then those people don't show up yeah (laughs) but uh no it, it it's gonna be a lot of fun there's gonna be food there's gonna be beer um so you know Beer is guaranteed to make us funnier. Oh, yeah. Well, beer is a guaranteed draw for me. <laughs> so I think you'll be there. Yeah, I think I will, yeah. And the other thing about events is I use those to just remind me. I always put either going or interested um, just because it pops up and reminds me on what's going on. So those are good. Um, however, if you just push the event itself with no content in it, then, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't reach, reach as far. So I've seen, um, uh, like Cliss and Staples and Hollinger and those guys, they, they talk about what, where they're going to be. And then they put the event in the comments. So that's a new, a new thing for me. So I, you know, I've been trying that a little bit too. Yeah. I just, um, I just joined Twitter Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, so I'm trying to get with the times. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm I'm kind of an old school like and your face type promoter. Yeah, and that works too because you can only get so far on like social media. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, you know, th- through the podcast, uh, you know I've tried a lot of different things. I tried Twitter and uh instagram and facebook mostly and i get a lot of play off facebook but i get a lot more play off of instagram than i than i ever thought i would because i have almost as many followers on instagram as i do facebook and twitter i don't have as many followers but i've gotten a lot of interviews 
through Twitter just because people people notice different hashtags and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I've gotten interviews and I've gotten a few listeners that way too. So and I don't I don't dedicate myself to either, any platform because I'm 53 years old and I just can't s- sit there staring at social media all the time. Well, the, there's there's too much of it. Yeah, yeah. There's just way too much. Yeah. Like if people kind of disconnected and talked, actually talked to each other once in a while, I, yeah. th- I think the world would <laughs> yeah. run a whole lot smoother. And that, you know what, that's my main, one of my main reasons I like to go to open mic at the drop. It's more just to sit there and talk to people than to even go up because it's, it, it, it's really cool just to sit there and, and, uh, have a conversation with somebody. And I, I think I've talked about it a couple times. I went to, um, uh, the, um, uh, comedy at Kelly's one night and uh me and uh staples and hollinger sat there and talked for a couple hours afterwards just about horror movies and you know it probably wasn't that exciting for them but for me who doesn't get to talk to young people very often it was you know it was the highlight of my week so you can meet a comic for the first time ever and it's like you've known him, you've known him your whole life. Yeah. For some odd reason. <laughs> right. But it's like a long lost, you know, brother or sister. Right. You know? Yeah, it's cool. Now, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, eight years. Eight years. <laughs> yeah. So since you were, um, uh, my mom. Like sixteen. My mom like to say I started at 10. Uh, I performed uh, for uh, my sixth grade talent show. Uh-huh. And I <laughs> and I dressed up as a lunch lady and sang um, Adam Sandler's Lunch Lady Land. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then um, the principal and I got up and did roast jokes about the vice principal. Uh-huh. Kid-friendly kid, kid roast jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, roast jokes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So when you were, when you were growing up, were there any comics that... Uh, kind of influenced you and said, hey, I want to do that? Um, at first, I thought I kind of wanted to be a, you know, a comedic actor and kind of do the uh, Jim Carrey, Chris Farley mm-hmm. thing, like do the movies and stuff. But as soon as I saw uh, Christopher Titus, his first special, Norman Rockwell, was bleeding. Mm-hmm. That changed everything for me. And then I just went into stand-up. Uh-huh. And uh, from there, you know, prior uh, Bill Hicks, George Carlin, um, pretty much, you know, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I kind of gravitate uh, to. And... Uh, 
sometimes I get a little bit more inspiration from musicians. Uh-huh. At this point, you know, right. like uh, Elvis and Steven Tyler and, like, you know, rock stars, like, just as far as stage presence uh-huh. and, like, some of my outfits. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, definitely when you're on stage, you, you definitely uh, take command and have a commanding uh, performance and are bigger than life. So everybody knows you're up there when you're up there. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. You've, uh, you know, I've only, I've seen you probably four times yeah. and um, I always appreciate the fact that you've got something new every time. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, um, sometimes it is difficult because the job is always, you know, calling for new stuff. Yeah. But I always uh, try to make it a point because comedians, we don't have greatest hits. Like, (laughs) you know, we don't have... um, We we don't have a born in the USA type you know right joke where people want to hear that every time yeah um I think I think the only person that can get away with it is Seinfeld yeah Jim Gaffigan uh, used hot pockets I mean he did the hot pockets thing for a long time but yeah. I think he's finally retired that yeah but I. I, I always try to keep it fresh. Well, and when you're when you're coming up and you're still you're still trying to make it, you you got to bring n- new stuff and you got to keep throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks and and that it's hard because you know I'll I'll get ready to do an open mic or something like that and I'm driving to it and I'm like. Well, shit, I haven't thought of anything for two weeks, anything new. And I'll sit down there and uh, at the table and think of a few things and throw them up there. And sometimes you only hear them once because, you know, it's dead after I say it. So, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. um, And it's uh, kind of addicting at the same time. I wish more people realized um how much work goes into it yeah um you know cuz i have people you know say you know oh uh, i i can i can do that it's like no you probably can't yeah, <laughs> yeah. it takes someone kind of strange to do what we do yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it's weird. Uh, people I've talked to are either they were they're either like I could never do that, or they're real cocky and they they're like, oh, I I I could go up there and kill, but they never do, you know. Because I always say, well, go ahead, you know. It yeah. doesn't cost you anything to get in to the drop on Tuesday night. Come on up and do five minutes, and you know nobody's taking me up on it. Because <laughs> it's. 
it's a weird thing to have, like, you write out an idea and you get a reaction. It's, it's really kind of weird. It's like, okay, cool, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's something I've always wanted to do. And I don't think I have a backup plan. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I really don't. I really don't believe in it. I, it's, um, I think this is what I was born to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds cliche, but, uh, you know, I, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And you and I are a little bit different. You know, I've got a, I've got a, a career and I am really only doing it more as a hobby than anything. Yeah. But it's it's made my life so much bigger just because of the people I've met. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to tear the world up or anything like that. But it's really cool to see people like you grow and, and do that kind of stuff. And, I you know, I've, um, I, I think Max Tidy started, like, pretty close to when I did. I mean, he's been doing it for a little over a year. And watching him, and he had a set. Uh, a few months ago, you know, he was, he, he would always, uh, uh, do pretty good, but he had a set, uh, a few months ago that just killed. And I had to go up to him and say, man, you've made it. And, and then he comes up the next week and he does a totally different set and that kills too. And I'm like, it's so cool to see young people, you know, just really find, find their spot and, uh, grow in that. Because, like, because when you start out, now, this is me personally, but when I started out, I was just trying to be funny. Uh-huh. And when you're trying to be funny, you're not really that funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it just... Um, you have to, you know, grow as a person. You you have to experience things in life. You got you got to go through heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You, you got to go through some pretty dark shit to come out and find your voice. Yeah, and, yeah. And then when you find your voice, that's when you know, people latch on. Right. And that's really the best stuff, the stuff that comes, that, that's personal, that comes yeah. from your own personal experience and your your own personal highs and lows and stuff like that. You know, that that's the stuff that really connects. And, you know, that's why people like Carlin connected and Richard Pryor connected and Titus and all those guys. It's, I mean, Titus just talks about his life and, yeah. and, um, you know, he's had a couple TV shows too. And, but, uh, you know, his stand up, he just, he's, it's just autobiography. It's just not yeah. a biography. So, and that's neat that he can see humor and all the crap he's been through. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, um, but like, 
and and I, and I, I, is it weird that I already have like seven different titles for specials, <laughs> and, and I haven't even <laughs> had one yet. Uh, so I, 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 it's like, you know, I try to put all my uh, focus and time into it. Mm. When you focus on it. Um, things happen. Mm. Things start to happen, anyways. Right, right. Because uh, people can like people can pe- people can say they're they're a c- comedian, but if you're not putting work in to get better, then you start to stay at. A certain level, right? And and I, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I'd like to one day be remembered as you know a good comic, you know, and um, and you know maybe if I'm lucky, you know, be up there with Carlin and. Prior uh-huh. and all that. Oh yeah, um, it's a good goal to have. But um, leave my own mark. On, yeah, stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Mitch Hedberg said, "You know, I'm sick of following my dreams. I'm just gonna see where they're going and catch up with them later." <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk about Lakeville a little bit. Did you did you grow up here from from baby baby time all all the way through high school? <clears throat> I was born in Valparaiso. Okay. And um, on April sixth, nineteen ninety. And um, I'm just telling you that so you don't forget my birthday. <laughs> but uh, um, and then uh, we 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 moved to Knox. Uh, yes, Grand Ole Knox, uh-huh. Knox, Indiana. And then we lived in a trailer uh, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm. Uh, then we then we moved into a a big nice blue house. I forgot where it was. <laughs> so I moved from a trailer to a house, so I'm only half white trash. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my parents divorced, and then my mom got remarried, and that's when we moved to Lakeville. Okay. And I'm pretty much been around here ever since. Yeah. How old were you when you moved to Lakeville? Well, my parents divorced in '94. Okay. So. Okay, so you were let me see, eighteen ninety-four. So you're like twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, you were born in '90, so you're only four. Yeah. You're just a little guy. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Then. You know, 
I live next door to the uh, elementary school, um, so there was no sleeping on the bus for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, graduated in Onak, and um, um, yeah, pr- pretty much been a like like villain ever since. Yeah. You actually live uh, within spitting distance of my grade school, the Palmer uh, Event Center, whatever yeah. it is now. That was my grade school, and it was my mom's high school, because Lakeville and La Paz used to have separate high schools. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you learn something new every day. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scott. Scott Curtis. With the more you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I moved to Lakeville when I was two, so that was 1966, and I grew up on Kenilworth Road, and so I went all through uh, grade school at Lakeville Grade School, and then went to LaVille Junior, junior Senior High, so it was high school-like for you. Uh, <laughs> shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, elementary was cool. I loved, I loved... Uh, Mr. Farthing. Uh huh. Um, he's great. But as soon as I got to high school, it's like a total different uh thing. Um, um, people just like uh, the teachers. Like I had a lot of friends, but still do. But mm. uh, the teachers. They uh, they just didn't know what to do with me. Yeah, <laughs> I think we had similar careers in high school then. They they actually tried to get us to stay home on the first day, because they were they weren't uh, they weren't prepared for uh, 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 they weren't prepared for the kid in the wheelchair. Uh-huh. And then my mom's like, no, you know, he's, he's starting like everybody else. And, um, yeah. So, uh, um, do they even have an elevator there? No. Uh, um, so a lot of my classes were on the first floor. Um, I honestly can't remember if they have an elevator or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't when I was there, but, yeah. you know, that was a long, long time ago. Um, I did uh, drama in um, high school, I, speech class, um, pretty much... Anything that would help my comedy. Yeah. Was was Mr. Reed there when you were there? Yes. Did he do speech? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He he did when I was there, too. Uh, Yeah. Speech. Uh, uh, That that guy, uh, he didn't like me so much. Um, I don't think he cared for me. (laughs) And, and, uh... Um... I did a 
I did, um, I, I read the, you know, announcements on TV, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, and, um, and, uh, he, you know, they would have things prepared like a couple days before, mm. and, uh, they actually had a thought of the day uh-huh. that said something like, um, Men are like parking spots. Uh, the good ones are taken, and 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 um, and the ones that are alone are usually handicapped or something like that. <laughs> and, and I read that, and, and I go, "Well, uh, that's awkward." <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> and uh, something like that. And um, and then he, Mr. Reed comes up to me and goes, No, uh, that didn't offend you, did it? <laughs> he waited until after I said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't run it by me beforehand. Uh, but uh, I was like, does it really matter at this point? <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, everything I took in high school was to benefit my career choice. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, no, no, no one, what you wanted to do then is good because I sure didn't. Um, yeah, it kind of hit me early. Yeah. That's cool. Um, as far as uh, local comics and stuff like that, have any of them been, uh, 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 you know, like uh, mentors to you or uh, been uh, helpful in your career? Um, Brett, Brett Eastburn. Okay. I, I haven't uh, met him. Uh, he, he, uh, he's got no arms or legs. And, oh, uh, Brett. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I have met him. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, I call him a starfish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he, he likes to say he came up with that joke, but uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, no, I beat it to you first. Uh, I actually met him through my art teacher. <laughs> And um, my art teacher said, you got to see this kid. He's funny. And, uh, you know, Brett was like, well, maybe he is. And then so <laughs> he, he, my art teacher actually took me to my uh, first, like, open mic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he he was there, and um, and ever since then he kind of has taken me under his wing, and I've learned a lot from him, and I think he's learned a lot from me. Yeah. So uh, we we're we're helping each other out these days. That's cool. Um, Anybody else? Uh, uh. Lonnie Atkinson, 
um, he, you know, he, 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 he wasn't, he, he's not around there anymore. He, he lives in, um, he lives in, uh, uh, Washington mm. and, uh, just, he, he's a smart guy, just the conversations, you know, um, we have, uh, it just, uh, I knew, you know, right then that he was pretty cr creative. Um, John Osborne, mm -hmm. um, John Osborne actually gave me my first, uh, show after that first open mic. Uh -huh. I tried, I tried three jokes and it got over well. And, uh, and, uh, he's like, hey, man, would you like to come down and do a guest spot at the stand-up showcase tomorrow? I said, yeah. And then I turned to Brett. I was like, I got a guest spot tomorrow. <laughs> he goes, damn, dude, I, I had to wait, like, six months. <laughs> <laughs> so I... It took that as a compliment. I yeah, guess. yeah, that's good. And being at the right place at the right time always helps yeah. too. Yeah, um, but I've always had goals for myself. Mm. I've, I've always set goals. Um, uh, and um, and uh, those seem to have come to fruition so that's just yeah that's a good thing yeah that's cool um so when you're when you're putting material together and you you come up with something go through the process of uh from idea to joke to something you actually say on stage um i i've I've said this before, I still think it's true, but when I have a good idea, it doesn't leave my head. Mm -hmm. It just kind of stays there on the back until, like, until I can actually write it down. Um... You know, I could just be watching TV or something, and then I'll think of that. Um, I, I'll think of like a word or mm -hmm. a phrase, and I'll just try to build something around that word or phrase, you know, because uh, I was driving around. In my chair, like I do, um, <laughs> and uh, just driving down the sidewalk, and I kept thinking about like um, about ice cream, mm. and um, and uh, you know, vanilla chocolate, chocolate vanilla, <laughs> and uh, that's how I came up with that. I, have you heard me do the ice cream bit? I don't think so. Um, I, 
you know, it's like, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but the the idea was uh, who was the first ever white supremacist to get uncomfortable with chocolate ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, it pretty much is the same, slightly different taste, just, mm. just different color. And, um, so the bit kind of talks about, uh, race and, um, um, I try to get people to, I, like, these days, like, I don't want to, like, be preachy. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a point. Yeah. Because if, if people, you know, if people took the time to, you know, look at things a certain way, um, then maybe we wouldn't be so scared. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um. I, I said um. I like to envision two bigot buddies sitting on a park bench, and uh, and the one dude goes, "Hey man, I." Have you heard that Ben and Jerry's coming out with chocolate ice cream? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no. This cannot be. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, man, it gets worse. I heard that if you hurt your tooth, if you hurt, if you hurt your teeth on chocolate ice cream, you get one tooth that turns gold. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. If only there was somebody to make America great again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it kind of comes yeah. circle. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So everything just sits in your head and you, uh, you, you do you document anything? Because I have to write everything um, down. Yeah, mo- most of the time. Yeah. All right. That voice memo was pretty helpful. Yeah. I mean, my problem is, is I, uh, I, I tend to think of all my stuff when I'm driving or I'm just ready to go to sleep. Yeah. And... Because uh, I sit there and think a lot before I go to sleep. Yeah. And so I have to keep a notebook around. And sometimes I have to pull off the road. And I'll just write down bullet points of what I was thinking about. So my 53-year-old brain can remember it when I pull it back up. Because I have lost stuff that I know is just freaking hilarious. Yeah. And I try uh, I try to make sure I don't do that anymore. And, uh, you know... It- it helps me too. Yeah, like I'll forget like a keyword or, or something. Uh, so you know, it happens to me. So I I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um. And sometimes, cause, cause you always think, you know, I'll you know, oh, I'll remember that later. It's Pretty short. Yeah. 
and then you're like blank it's gone yeah yeah um <laughs> uh, I like I like I always try to um document my jokes like under a title mm-hmm. and uh, the great uh, word document yeah because um, I don't know about you but I have to like there for there for a minute I was writing everything out. Mm-hmm. Like word for word, and um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Everybody's got their own technique, and that's right. what's cool about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, uh, you, you are really funny because I've only seen you a couple times too. But what, but what I appreciate about you is you you're talking about things but you, you, like you know that the average person notices but mm-hmm. you know, like it's like you you put a new spin on it yeah yeah uh, I look at things a little weird yeah I I think I think every I think every comedian work uh, looks at the world differently. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why some of the greatest, you know, like, like, you know, Carlin Pryor, you know, I, I keep coming back to those names, but how could you not? Like, mm. I felt Hicks, I felt like, those guys were trying to not only change perspectives, but kind of change the world in a sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they saw how fucked up everything was yep. around them, and they're like, I am a comedian. <laughs> I will stand for the people. Right. And, um, I, you know... At the end of the day, we we all want to laugh, but there's some of us, you know, that want to see the world get better. Right, right. Um, and going back to what you said earlier about how it's uh, so much harder than everybody thinks it is. It's it, it's <laughs> it's extreme. Going up and doing your bit is really the easiest part. Uh, putting a cohesive bit together the, where, you know, the jokes lead into the other jokes and you fit the time limit and, and, uh, you recover from one that didn't do so good and go on to the next one and stuff like that. And then, trying to come up with new stuff on a regular basis. That's work. And it's work even when you're, even when you're doing it like as a freaking hobby, like I'm doing. And, you know, I, I just appreciate everybody that, that I see that's really trying to do it. You know, you know, this is something that you want to do with your life and you want to be known as a comic. And, and I really appreciate the effort that goes into that. Yeah. And I, and two, I've 
I'm kind of, you know, I've tried to be the best that I could be, like, out of spite, because I had, you know, a lot of people uh, tell me that that I wasn't the best, Mm. you know, like, (laughs) it's like, uh, um, I had my guidance counselor, I told her that I wanted to be a comedian, and, um, she just looked at me, she just goes, um, well, maybe you should pick something that you know you could get into. Uh, yeah. I was like, just watch. <laughs> Don't believe me, just watch. Hey! <laughs> but, uh, so I've kind of been, uh, uh, if you have, you know, people constantly tell you that you're not going to amount to anything, you'll probably amount to something. <laughs> yep, yep. Like you said, just out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to prove them wrong. That's uh, um, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good motivator right there. Okay, so I want to make sure we get a plug for the show in again so it's november 11th at the lakeville legion <laughs> 214 south lake street and uh, lakeville indiana lakeville indiana 46536 46536 i and, still remember the zip code and uh starts at eight o'clock uh, five dollar cover um i'm gonna have merchandise and stuff uh, t-shirts and pictures, mm. signed pictures, and um, uh, five, um, five comics, including the guest spot, um, for five dollars. It's it's a, uh, I think that sounds like a pretty good deal. That's a good deal, and don't forget beer. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't forget beer um, <laughs> how how could you forget about beer yeah uh, 21 and over um, my grandma came to the last show I did uh-huh. and she's like 85 uh-huh. and uh uh I got word that, you know, my grandma was coming and my mom asked me, uh, well, are you going to have to change up your jokes now? I said, nope. (laughs) Nope. I am what I am. And uh, (laughs) I did not hold back at all. And my my grandma, uh, she's a um, church goer. She's a a big, big time uh, Christian, and I was saying some outlandish stuff, uh-huh. and all she could do is laugh. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, my grandson! You know, like. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of a misconception, uh, especially these days when 
you run into somebody older, you think that they've never heard Definitely. some of the stuff that you say, and they've heard it and worse. Uh, it, they're not as easily, uh, aged people aren't as easily offended as you think they are. Yeah, I think, I think I've only heard my, um, I think I've only heard my grandma cuss once. Mm-hmm. And uh, she probably heard me cuss uh, off and on for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But, uh, uh, and then the day after my show, I'm opening for, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts uh -huh. at the, at the, uh, smokestack uh -huh. in South Bend, uh, and, um. I've never seen a wrestler do stand-up, uh -huh. but I jumped at the uh, opportunity to open for a WWE Hall of Famer. That's, yeah. the, <laughs> that's a pretty cool thing to put on the resume. How do you do? Uh, that's, 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 that's the day after mine. Oh, okay. Uh, so I want to be double booked. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I got to tell my Chris Gathright story um, because yes. I that, mentioned it. Uh, that dude has been a great supporter for what I have to offer. Uh, I met him at the uh, Old Laugh Comedy Club, uh -huh. and that's how we became friends. He's so he's he's so funny and. Um, so I saw him a couple times at the drop, and we basically just said hi. And so I knew who he was, so I knew what he looked like. I um, work at an office in Tennessee that's about 40 minutes south of Na Nashville. And so one night, I decided to go to a um, club in Nashville that was doing an open mic and do an open mic there. And I went with another guy I was working with. So here I am in Nashville, Tennessee, about... A little less than 500 miles away from the drop comedy club and i'm in there and i'm like well i'm not going to see anybody i know and i got my name on the list and i'm sitting there drinking a beer and uh chris gathright walks in because uh, he was like touring and decided to do an open mic at this at this little joint and it's just really just a little joint i mean it's not it's not, not anything, a fatty. but he comes in and I'm like, I'm like, what are the chances that you would show up at the same place as me in Nashville on, I think it was a Monday night. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> but he, he's a great guy. Did he have a good set that night? Oh, he had a good set. Yeah. And, um, he actually, I think did pretty much the same set that he did as a drop the previous Tuesday. But, um, uh, I think he did better than I did. Uh, um, now, what do you think has been the most uh, uh, most positive piece of advice that you've gotten that's actually helped? Well, um, two things. Um, uh, I do one... Uh, 
about sitting on your balls. I think you've probably heard that one. Uh, and uh, Jim Cliss told me, um, and I use this throughout. He told me after I say, I don't know if you know what it feels like to sit on your balls to pause because yeah. I went right into it. Yeah. And I've learned one of the things I do is I just, I spit the stuff out and I don't pause. I don't allow time for a joke to sink in. I don't allow time for laughter. So I use that quite a bit. And he set up for that particular one, but I use it for everything. And the other thing is, is I think, uh, um, staples and, um, Fowler, you know, I, I was always worried about every time I went up to open mic to have all new material. And the one thing that open mic is for is to so work out, work out, up the, the old stuff. work out the stuff. So, you know, I will, you know, I try to have at least one new thing every time, but you know, I'm working out other stuff too. So those are the two things that I got as far as advice. I don't feel like I've, you know, I, I haven't put near as much effort into into it because I you know I haven't been to an open mic for probably three or four weeks. Well yeah I mean you got a job. I yeah. mean you 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 got a family. You're 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 doing things. Um for me it's 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 almost I hate to say this because I am pretty uh you know motivated to you know to do things but it's <laughs> it's almost it wouldn't make sense for me to get a job mm -hmm. um because if i get a job and i start to make good money then all my benefits and stuff go away yeah it's like well, you could uh, be a productive member of society, get a job, or we're going to take your stuff away. <laughs> and um, that's, you know, that's why I'm hoping to God that, that this comedy thing uh, leads me somewhere. Because... My biggest issue is uh, money, and I don't want to have to worry about money. Right. And I, I know, you know, when you're coming up through the ranks, comics don't get money. Yeah. For shows. <laughs> we, we don't get money. We get fries and a double cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> if we're lucky, a freebie, but... um. Yeah. um but you know the times have gotten paid. It's like, yeah, this could be nice, and um, that's why I. If this, if this second show goes how I want it to, I want to focus on. Uh, putting my own shows together, building my calendar with with the stuff I'm doing, um, because when when you, you know, 
put together the things yourself, that's where the money is. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, and you know, I, I, yeah, I, I love being on other people's shows. Don't get me wrong, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make some sort of money. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um. Because free food, that could only lead to bad things. Yeah. Diabetes. And, <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but uh, I like uh, I heard a commercial on the radio for low-income diabetics. Uh-huh. That threw me for a loop. Yeah. Because I didn't know that diabetes was a money-making disease, yeah. Scott. <laughs> I just thought that it cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a couple toes to start yeah. out with. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... I, I've been doing... Comedy for quite some time now, and I just wish that audiences would be comfortable with you know me talking about my situation mm -hmm. and my you know disability because I have a lot of jokes about that, not so much now, uh, but. Um, people still, you know, they get uncomfortable with, uh, crippled jokes. Uh -huh. And it's like, no, it's, it's okay to laugh at the cripple because we, we, we want to be treated like, we want to be treated like everybody else. Right. You know? Yeah, there's things that we're not cool with, but there's also things that you're not cool with. Right, right. We, um, I, you know, when I go out in the public, um, you know, sometimes people just stare, mm -hmm. and it, um, and, and it's like, you know, do they think I'm like a prehistoric dinosaur? It's like, <laughs> it's like, don't look at me like I'm a cripplesaurus. <laughs> um. Um, I've had women come up to me and, and, uh, can we cuss on this? Yep. I, we I'm, already have. I, I'm pretty sure we have already. <laughs> but I've had women come up to me and, and, um, and, and, and they're like, can you have sex? And I say, Yeah. Why are you down to fuck this? <laughs> but um, but I will say that uh, Bill Cosby kind of he he, he kind of uh, put a bad rap uh, <laughs> for comedians uh, picking up women. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a little bit more difficult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, if people weren't so ignorant actually you know took the time to 
talk to, uh, um, you know, somebody in my position instead of like, oh, I, I, I don't know if I should because I don't want to hurt his feelings. It's like <laughs> nine times out of ten, you're probably not going to hurt our feelings. Mm. Uh, you're you're probably going to take our parking spots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to hurt our feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's so true. With uh, j- just not j- just not if you've uh, got a handicap or something like that, but anybody that's in a different situation, if you actually have a conversation with them, then you kind of you, you may not agree with everything that's going on in their life, but you can at least understand where they're coming from, and that that's what I try to do. And yeah, it's like. Uh, and um, and in high school, we all you know uh, the um, the the handicapped kids had a special ed class, uh, and I would, and I had no reason being in there because you know everything works up here. Mm-hmm. My legs just don't work, mm-hmm. and it's like we had to we had to drive a little white bus, you know. Yeah. When everybody else got to, <laughs> got to ride the yellow bus and uh, we got out at 2.30 when, you know, the rest of them got out at like 3.10 or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Like, 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 I'm pretty sure our situation is not going to rub off on other people. <laughs> I've I've had you know people pray for me in the produce section, and um, <laughs> and nothing produced out of that situation at all. <laughs> so it's just like, let me live my life how I want to, you know. Um, I'm pretty fun to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, in this show, and I, I'm putting together, at the end of it, it's going to be called Public Displays of Aggravation. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, really what comedy is. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, um, yeah, if, if you guys are going to come to the show, don't be surprised if you hear some, uh, crippled jokes. <laughs> um, uh, don't, don't, don't be a and go, ah, because it's coming out of my mouth. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is what I live with. Uh, these are the cards I'm dealt. Yeah. So I might as well joke about it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so let's get the plug out one more time. November 11th at the Legion in Lakeville. And we've got we've got uh, Chris Gathright. As your host. As your host. Sean Shank. Genesis Easton. And some uh, crippled dude named Colton yeah, Cole. Uh, and who's... 
and the, uh, the feature guy. And uh, guest spot guest. By, by the name of Jacob Ray. Jacob Ray. Okay. Um, come on down to two fourteenth South Lake Street. Eight p.m. Eight p.m. Five dollar cover. Twenty one or over. Uh, there will be food. There will be beer. Uh, there will be uh, merchandise that you could buy. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> just maybe that stuff will be worth something one day. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't laugh, you've probably got a problem with this lineup. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, um, yeah, this one's guaranteed to make you chuckle. Yeah, great. Well, thanks so much for having me here, well, and they, they, uh, it was it was great to get to know you a little bit better. And you know, I I really I appreciate what you do. I've I, I've never really um, I've never really been uncomfortable around anybody that has any kind of a disability or anything yeah. like that. Um, Be, and, because you get it. Yeah, it, it's just. And, you know, I, I'm inspired by your, your, your goals and your focus, not because you've got a handicap, but just because you're a young person and you're doing it. So that, you know, I, I think that's really cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate, yeah. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate, um, you having me on your show, uh. Um, and I, I hope you'll have it back again. Yep. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll have to, uh, schedule, you know, I've, I've been really lax with the, with the podcast. We'll have to schedule another comedy roundup and, uh, maybe do it at the drop before, uh, open mic one night. And, uh, and cause those are always fun. Cause when you get a group of, uh, comedians together, uh, talking shit. Yeah, and Bob Boston. Well, the, the really my favorite part is I don't have to talk very much at those, so you know, yeah, I, I just I just sit back, and yeah, and let everybody roll. So, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, thank you for having me, and uh, uh, you keep up the good work, and I will try to do the same. Okay, thanks a lot, Colton. <laughs>